Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Stasia, this is United States Marshal Catherine Walsh. She's the boss. Delighted to meet you. I've seen you so much on the TV. You're really very lovely in person. Um, thank you. You're welcome. I'm going to take Sam away from you. Regular or extra crispy. <laughs> this is Filmsack. Oh, sure. Hello, and welcome to Filmsack, episode 565. My name, there are very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. I'm Scott Johnson, and this is Brian. He's the guy in the freak chicken sample suit, Dunaway. Oh, uh, original or extra crispy? Oh, hi. Hi. So I guess we're doing this again then. All right. Another middle-aged man on the run being chased by a middle-aged marshal man, except this time, this time we're going to make it more believable mm. because the man on the run will be an ex-special agent man with actual skills to disappear, to disappear, he's going to disappear <laughs> in superior cosplay talents, like stapling a wig to his bald scalp. That thing is really on there. Anywho, I forgot to pee pee before we started our two hour prison flight and I really got to go pee pee like a really long sit down and pee pee and maybe a little poo poo. Oh, look, <laughs> I found a pea shooter in the teepee while on the pee pee trip that turned into a pee pee poo poo amount of time on the open air prison plane transport toilet. Stop looking at me, guard. I'm trying to do my business back here. Oh, yeah. I bet you guys are regretting those seats in the back right about now, aren't you? Talk about cruel and unusual punishment. Courtesy flush? Never heard of it. Here, <laughs> let me open a window. Jesus, Mary and Joe shit. I hope I land somewhere soft like a bathtub. Randy, are you up for some ogre wrestling? Nerds! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I forgot about him already. That's Nerds. great. Nerds! Um, great as usual. Also with us, Randy Gumbo Tub Jordan. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. Good morning, and thank you all for coming to the On the Run Symposium. I'm your host, Dr. Dick Kimball, and I'm pissed <laughs> off that I don't even get a mention, not even a passing reference on a background television. Serious. Okay. Okay. So you're all, you're all here because you're on the run from the law, and those pursuing officers are always about 20 minutes behind you, like all day, every day of your fugitive lives. So I'll make this quick. 
you need to follow my three easy rules for fugitives. Number one, when you're on the run, you can always rent a room from an Eastern European sounding person. No questions asked. Apparently, some government body has like provided these down low landlords in every city. Number two, just before they close in on their target, federal investigators always stop to put on funny costumes. See that sign spinner over there dressed like the Flash? And right across the street from him, there's a Chick-fil-A cow? <laughs> Those are feds. Number three. Wait, wh- where are you going? I, I haven't got to number three yet. I was going to... Uh, it was going to be about modifying your hair to make you completely untraceable. Man, why do they always kick out all the windows? I'm going to have to pay for these damages. That's right. Got to pay for that hair, only- too. Man, that hair was stupid looking. But the minute he showed up at the... Was it a funeral? Yeah. Yeah, it was at the funeral. Yes, I, yes looking like Soul Glow. Uh, uh, soul so, it was so ridiculous. I'm like, uh-huh. I wonder if he's out of place. Weird. Right. <laughs> All right. But we're uh, going to talk about that wig some oh, more. Yeah. It's got to come up again. It'll come up again. Uh, also with us, Brian, he poked his head out of the swamp to see if the cops were still coming <laughs> in it. <laughs> True. Okay, Nurse Carol, I think we've got Mr. Wilkins finally settled into his room here. You know, sometimes it's not easy being the residence manager at a New York-assisted living facility, but it stays like this that really I feel like I make a difference. I don't know why Mr. Wilkins insisted on an eighth-floor room overlooking the train platform, but I'm sure he likes the view, except for that pulley system hanging off the side of the roof. You know, a pulley system on the roof of an assisted living facility. Uh, Anyway, uh, I've just spent the last three hours helping Mr. Wilkins carefully organize all of his belongings. Every single one of those things has a story. You know, Mr. Wilkins was telling me that he used to be a police informant, but that some bad things happened, and that he vowed that if he were ever in a room with a police officer who did something illegal, he wouldn't rat them out, no matter what, even if he saw the illegal action clearly. Anyway, (laughs) I hope his son's having a good day. You know, he works at the local Walgreens stocking the shelves of the foil wrap motion sickness medicine. (laughs) (laughs) Son of a... (laughs) Wow. Sir, stop opening those. What an internal connection. Right, it's like a little lore. Yeah. Yeah. uh, yeah. Some background lore. I'm glad you stayed stayed there because there was a lot of story there. And Mm -hmm. oh, wow. Each (laughs) room was a a question. Yeah. 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 What's the dude doing with the ironing board in the bathroom? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess that's the yeah, thing he has I guess to we do. We were talking about that on today. That show. was really weird. Uh, speaking of weird, well, we need to get this out early, so let's just say it. U.S. Marshals is the movie. Uh, this yeah, is the yes. follow up to last week's episode where we watched uh, the uh, Fugitive, and uh, I contest this is a spinoff. Dunaway says it's a uh, sequel. sequel. It is a, it is a sequel. sequel. I'm with Dunaway. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. we got Absolutely Team Gibbet and Team Deluxe yeah. Away. Who's and the I'm, star of the Fugitive? Uh, Tommy Lee Jones and no, to Samuel some degree Gerard. Wesley Snipes. No. Who's the star of the fugitive? Somebody else. Oh, Samuel. sorry, the first one. Sam Harrison right. Ford. Somebody else give the right answer that I want. <laughs> exactly. Harrison Ford is the star of the fugitive, so right. a sequel would involve Harrison Ford. I, agree. I I I disagree. I think Samuel Gerard has always been the you know. I mean, yeah, he's he's the guy. He's the guy. If he's your guy, he's got to be first in credits. Okay. He's got to be the biggest pitcher on the on the okay, Brian, poster. Okay, Brian Ebbett, who's the star yeah. of the first The Godfather? Uh, uh, the Godfather? I can't remember his name. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's The Godfather. It's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, Don Corleone. 
Sure. Marlon Brando is the answer. Who's the star of The Godfather Part (laughs) 2? Right. A young Don Corleone. Yeah. (laughs) And the reason that it changes there and is okay still is because you're talking about a bunch of time passing. That's okay in a sequel. That isn't that's that's not what this it's problem is. It's a continuation is. of the same story of the Godfather. This is not a continuation of the same story of the Fugitive. Right. It's a new story featuring characters that were introduced in the Fugitive, but a totally different story. Hundred percent correct. Brian is right about this. You guys are both stoned and oh weird. well, gee, oh, the, oh, wait, you're taking Brian Ibbitt's side. Well, hundred percent. I've been totally. I've been totally corrected. Oh, yeah. apologies. You're, well, apologies that's what you already now. said to begin with. Yeah, no, you look. You can't determine that your partner has made the final <laughs> statement. Boom. That's it. Mic drop. All right, hold on. Don't want to give it. Make the, you got the stage. Make your argument for this being oh, a sequel. And not this, a no, there's no argument. I mean, Samuel Gerard was the primary character in the first one as well as here. He's the Who one that's going to repeat. He's not even on the poster. He's not even on the poster. What's the name of the movie? Yeah, it's also. It's not the Marshall. It's not the Marshall. And by the way, he's he's not even on the front poster. He's not on the poster. It's all Harrison Ford running on a by a train. That's because he's the fugitive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's no way you I'm actually just, think this is a true sequel. I'm just glad I'm just glad that we proved definitively that the sequel movie does not have to star the star of the original. I just See, want, boom, we, mic we, drop. At least, Randy at least said it. Boom, my partner's right. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll give you this. Actually, you know what? I'm actually really sympathetic to your argument. Like I uh, 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 like it's a there's good argument. An, there's no, an article on argument. Den of Geek from th- just this year, which calls U.S. Marshals the 1998 sequel spinoff of yeah. 1993's Yeah, way to middle yeah. middle of the road there. Freaking pick a side, Den of Geek. But so. no, that's the thing. It is. It is. It has a question mark on it. So yes, you trying can to think of another example. Way. I can think of one. Like- I'll think of one that you would love, Brian, because you love MCU movies, right? Okay, you would uh-huh. say, "Oh, Ant Man," and then Ant Man of the Wasp sequel, right? Sure, sure. Would you? But you would never say Ant Man of the Wasp uh, Endgame sequel, even though there's all this connective tissue, characters, other things to think about and consider. So after after Luke after Luke Skywalker dies, all those rest of those are spinoffs. No, all other movies. No, not that's my point. That's my whole point. Is that that story is the is the the the, yeah, the, the saga. continuing thread. Yeah, yes. the Skywalker saga is that story because you could say that about so the, prequels the next as well. one that comes along is going to be a spinoff. Yeah, not a spinoff, okay. but a, uh-huh. just a, probably its own stand. Like you, you wouldn't say Solo yeah, is a Rogue spinoff. One or oh, Solo, great like, example. Well, yeah, you would yeah, say Solo is a spinoff and prequel in the Star Wars universe. You wouldn't say it's a sequel or a direct prequel just, to anything. I just want to. I'm saying that the line is blurry, and I think and, it's fine. Yeah, to see and that's the thing. Way. Like, I, I don't, I don't really feel like we need to unpack the English language. <laughs> oh so no, much. We, we are not moving off of this like, until you know we all saying? agree. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, it's like if I say Tokyo Drift is the third Fast and the Furious movie, that's pretty good. That's like we kind of got Ibit, it, you know. Ibit is the antagonist juror that will never <laughs> let us leave. <laughs> Well, okay. <laughs> you know what? I'm glad Randy brought that up because actually Tokyo Drift is an example I can get my head around. It's a it is sequel spinoff. Like it is kind of that weird okay. thing. Is are the Minion or is the Minions movie a sequel to Despicable Me or a spinoff? Spinoff. Hundred percent. And that's yeah. exactly the right example. Thank you very much. That's it. Yeah. Those those but those but the those minions is, are very prominent in the first movie. The, the problem is there's many examples on both sides. And so it's yeah, we're well, never don't you find both sides don't both sides there's many answers. Don't you give yeah. me your both there's, sides. There's bullshit. good people on don't both sides. Don't weasel word don't weasel word this. <laughs> I just I just uh, I just, 
I just googled the phrase "Despicable Me" sequels list, and I uh, got bad news for you. <laughs> at well, least, no, of course, I, some websites gonna because we're no, no, what information? No, thank you. I do not want information because what we're talking about is how people, how the just general people, the public, the listeners of this podcast, how do they say things? What do they refer to it as? And like, it's it's fine. You can call it either. It's it's totally fine. Yeah, it's really it's really it's everything is relative. If you see this as a continuation of the Samuel Gerard character in if we were contextualizing is this a sequel to Samuel Gerard's character then I think yes if we if you want to say as a continuation of the same story then maybe you could say spinoff because you could say like, no, you, there's yeah, no maybe like you said, definitely say it spin-off. gets blurry yeah. it gets blurry I think it's really sharp and easy to see uh, okay. I'll, I'll, you know what here's another one I'll say uh, 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 the Toy Story movies versus Lightyear you wouldn't say you'd call that right. a spinoff wouldn't you I would mm-hmm yeah, so, that's a spinoff. Even you, you though win. you win, you win, you, you yeah. beat me. I will never call this a sequel again. There we go. All right, can we go to lunch now? Yeah, my gosh, argument. Pick me up a sandwich with some sprinkles. I'm excited to hear. Mainly, I'm just excited to hear what emails we get because people are going to have all kinds of opinions. Oh yeah, on this. that's what yeah. I love. I yeah. love. I love when we have these. That'll be great. Uh, this They're is fun. Stuart Baird. He uh, directed this one. He did. Uh, that was not who did the last one. Uh, and he's fine, I guess. You know, I don't know. Stuart Baird. He's a he's a dude. Makes movies. Um, I can tell you which movies. Sequels or, or spinoffs? Uh, he makes a lot of sequels and spinoffs and original <laughs> content. He's mostly known for way, editing, which is crazy because, you know, we'll get to it later, but our big Star Trek connection here is he directed Star Trek Nemesis, but he's known for editing everything ever, like Superman, Casino Royale, Skyfall, huh. all the James Bond stuff for some reason. Oh, wow. Uh, right. Outlined, Lady Hawk uh, in '85, way back in the day. Lady Hawk, Lethal wow. Weapon, Die Hard Two. Uh, let's see, Last Boy Scout, Radio Flyer, Tales from the Crypt, Demolition Man, Maverick. It goes on and on and on. Legend of Zorro. We've seen some of these movies. He edits everything, but he only directed like three movies. Not even a all good, movies. Wrong with that. A good director, like I've heard that a good director is often a good editor. Like that, they they've got to get in the editing bay and like really have a, a firm grip on what they're doing. Yeah. So like right. it doesn't surprise me, but that's a lot of movies. <laughs> you just yeah. named a yeah. lot of movies. Yeah, it's a from, ton. From a long period of time too. Jeez. Yeah, from the from seventy three up to twenty twenty two, and a new one in production. He's still editing. And well, stuff like Tomb Raider and Across the River into the Trees, which I heard was good. Bitter Harvest, 47 Ronin, Salt, Edge of Darkness, <laughs> Casino Royale. I could go on. I could go on. Yeah. 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 And this, by by the way, this is the first uh, movie uh, written or credited as writer to John Pogue, who, of course, we will uh, see again on FilmSack. He uh, also wrote the screenplay for Rollerball. He wrote the screenplay for Ghost Ship. Remember Ghost Ship? Oh, Ghost Ship. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I liked Ghost Ship. That was fun. I liked it's them all true. except for that chopping. Yeah, chop, that was. Chop. <laughs> you didn't like that? <laughs> uh, so, so this guy, his last film he directed was Star Trek Nemesis in 02. It was U.S. Marshals in 98, which we're talking about today. And then Executive Decision in 96, which we've also seen. That feels like the right pedigree for this dude to do U.S. He, Marshals after Executive Decision, I would say. Don't you think? Yes, for sure. Executive Decision is like and, the same and I, and, and I just want to answer the original question. Who are the stars of uh, The Fugitive? That would be Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Who are the stars of this movie? Tommy Lee Jones, and I'm sorry to say, not Wesley Snipes. No. I am so, he is no. not the star of this movie. Nope. No, which is to the to the film's detriment, detriment? if you ask yeah. me. Like, yeah. it's, you know, we cared about 
we cared about both Tommy Lee Jones and Harrison Ford in, in The Fugitive. We just care really about Tommy Lee Jones in this one. I don't think we even really care about Robert Downey Jr. In no, this. Yeah, I, he annoyed me in this. I didn't like him at all in yeah, this. And this yeah. is right before his final drug arrest. So this is right before he got clean. Once again, um, I we're watching a movie that's kind of old that now. Yeah. It's it feels aged, and the thing that really ages it the most is we've seen all of this Iron Man stuff for so long, and now you're suddenly like, who's this Iron Boy? Like it's like yeah, right. <laughs> he's so young here, yeah. right? Yeah. Look yeah. very young. Um, he apparently hated being on. He hated everything about the production. But again, this is during his kind of drug period, so who knows what that means? Probably hated um, everything. Everybody's back in terms of the main people, except for, as we said last week, Latanya Richardson Jackson takes over one of the roles yeah. uh, as a character named Cooper. They spend a bunch of time in the South. Joe Pantaloniano takes off fifty coats and just is normal now. Um, <laughs> I love his. I love all the. I love how he's went. This character really <laughs> changed a lot. I thought changed a lot because this time we get a more personal look at what he's into. He's into fine cigars and track suits, and he's trying yeah. and. He's trying to pass this off to everybody else too, and Tommy Lee Jones just isn't having it. Yep, he's just yeah. not taking it. But he was fun. He it goes was, from I, you know wearing tons of jackets himself to buying jackets for others. Yeah, 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 exactly. But I felt like those two had more chemistry than they did in the first one. There was just more between them, and oh, they yes. needed that because they had that whole thing at the end when Tommy Lee Jones is hell bent on revenge, and Joey Pants is like, you know, you taught me. You're going against everything you ever taught me, and there was like this moment of like, oh yeah, right. You gotta. These two are more closely tied than we saw in the first movie. Yeah, they always operate yeah. as a team up yeah. until this point when he gets the character Samuel Jar gets anxious because he just lost uh no man. Yeah. And uh so yeah, he's he's like putting space between him and his his group. Oh yeah, spoiler. Spoiler Newman yeah, uh, dies. Yeah. Uh Joe Pantoliano has my favorite little bit from the behind the scenes. Apparently, uh everyone hated that they filmed on location for the swamps it's not swamps the lake the lake yeah. stuff oh yeah yeah, uh, yeah they lake. were so the 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 whole crash and everything was supposed to take place in in southern kentucky they did some filming in kentucky they did some filming in tennessee and uh joe joe pantoliano said when the studio sends you a basket of mosquito repellent uh, you know you know you're in for a tough time <laughs> like yeah, he was the one spraying himself too yeah he spraying himself down it is nasty man Ugh. i've been down there in the summer it's mm. it's uh especially yeah. in the swamps it's real bad but uh, by the way, those scenes uh, were shot on Real Foot Lake, and that was uh, that is a place that has been in other movies, mm. uh, notably uh, the 1967 In the Heat of the Night was mm. shot there. Oh, oh, that's a good movie. Really? Such a good movie. Sidney Poitier. Sidney yeah. Poitier. Rod Steiger. <laughs> Rod Steiger. <laughs> um, my favorite Asian actor, uh, yeah, I have one, is in this. A favorite Asian uh, bit actor, because he's never like the main dude, but I love Michael Paul Chan. I'll watch yeah, him do yeah. anything. And they call him Chin here. Chan to Chin. Yeah, yep. Chan to Chin. Mm. And he is uh, kind of a merciless uh, sniper killer guy. Yeah. Okay. And okay. I love him in this. I love him in all things, though. He's great in everything. He, he is. And I wish they had used more of him and gotten some explanation. Do you remember last week when Brian Dunaway said it was so a little convoluted on the story, the backstory? I don't really know what... Uh, what exactly went down boy dude this this movie doesn't care if you understand 
what's happening at the nope. briefcase exchange where people get killed. Yeah. Like, it just does mm-hmm. not care. Money just, and top secrets. I still it. don't know. I still have zero idea what any of that was about other than uh, he had to shoot in self-defense and he got out of there. That's all I know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it mm-hmm. gets it gets confusing later on. Sheridan, uh, the character Wesley Snipes is playing, is doing a, is, is on an assignment exchanging briefcases and then he's attacked by a second set of agents who he did not realize were also agents. And so the Chinese mafia is involved. And it's it got gets yeah, so the, a little it happens, weird. It happens underneath the UN. <laughs> which yeah, like, yeah. Do do you think really we would our agents would go do a drop at the UN parking garage? That's weird. Yeah. Why not? But like it's just like like I say, the overall the problem here is that you've got Wesley Snipes in the role of the fugitive, and you just the movie never uses him. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like even in you're talking about you're talking about uh, Michael Paul Chan Scott. Um, e- uh, even in the airplane, where Wesley Snipes should get a lot of screen time because he's present. That's it's not the guy. The guy who's about to attack him actually is the one you see the most. Yeah, what's that dude's name? Uh, not detect. There's, there's uh, he was three. part of the Chinese mafia as well. Yeah. He had that. Uh, what, what do they call those kind of pin guns? What are they called? Pop gun, thing. zip gun, uh, zip gun, zip gun. Zip gun, zip gun yeah. That's it. They yeah. had three. So there are three pom- prominent Asian characters in the in the movie, which yeah, they all call the Chi- They call them the Chinese. They keep yeah. calling them. They just call them the Chinese, Chinese, except for Detective yeah. Kim, played by Donald Lee. They called him Detective Kim, so he's fine. Yeah. Right. So the the guy in the plane was played by James. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. uh, he's been in like a lot of animated stuff, Kung Fu Panda, Avatar. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this Michael yeah. Paul Chan guy also, I think, in Kung Fu Panda. I like Kung Fu when Panda. He's just great. I don't know if anyone ever saw, is it, oh, what's it called? Major Crimes? Okay. Major Crimes is not a very good TV show. It's just a procedural. Got a great cast. But at the end of the day, I mean, listen to this cast. Mary McDonald, G.W. Bailey. Freaking love him. Oh, yeah. uh, let's see. Raymond Cruz. Like tight, tight, tight. That guy. <laughs> um, amazing amazing cast but it's a procedural like your grandma watches it's it's one of those mm-hmm. but grandma michael, are you watching those procedurals again <laughs> it's her programs but michael paul chan uh he's on the he's just part of the detective group here he is above yeah. and beyond everybody else in this thing he's do, so good yeah. Yeah. scott do you remember michael chan in arrested development yeah briefly wasn't there long he was, but a, yeah. he was a judge yeah <laughs> i cannot place this <laughs> I, I can see it i feel like i've seen arrested huh. development three or four times and yeah. i cannot place him guy's very busy uh been in everything voices in the simpsons arrested development like you said boomtown uh, he was in uh batman forever with tommy lee jones oh that's right oh was he now yeah he's one of your tommy lee jones uh connections uh let's see here i'm trying to f- i actually wrote that down somewhere and now i can't find it oh here it is um oh was he in batman and robin that one that's yeah. it oh no yeah. batman or, forever. no batman forever yeah batman forever and he was in Go- goonies uh so joey, dad. joey dad joey yeah. pants and tommy lee jones played uh, each played an antagonist while michael paul chan played a protagonist in both of those films so I forgot Joey Pants was in freaking Goonies. That's crazy. I never oh, forget. Yeah. Right. That's, we the, need to do I it. I wouldn't let it have a friend. Different movie. <laughs> Different movie. Same lady. <laughs> Different movie, same lady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you can picture her saying it in Goonies, yeah, She right? says it in every movie, I believe. I, I love her. Remember, I think she. I love her. She's. Yeah. When did we talk about her recently? She died and all that? She died. She oh, died. And all I that. think she's yeah. been dead for decades. As this yeah. year, she just died <laughs> and all that. Oh, here she is. I'll right play. after. Her, doesn't have a friend. Friend. She's amazing. She's amazing. She yeah. is. Yeah, we miss her. 
Anyway, that's not the point. The point is, so, uh, yeah, go ahead, Randy. So we start we start with another another <laughs> stakeout where they're closing in on their suspects, these U.S. Marshals. Yeah. And an- yet another opportunity for Tommy Lee Jones to be ridiculous in a costume. Yep. The chicken and, part is pretty dumb. It's dumb. And among the people they're closing in on is Donald Ogre Gibb. And he is... You know, uh, like he is like the perfect cast for this role. And I was so yeah. disappointed that that was it. That was it. I was. Happened? Yeah, they they like had like a quick interview later. And they said that because there was two brothers and they they vowed revenge. And I was thinking, oh, so I guess that's going to be the next one. They're going to come back and do something. We actually did see him. He was on the plane, too. Yeah. He didn't yeah, want right. yeah. to get in the water. My disappointment, the part that disappointed me the most was they set up this scene where he's watching wrestling and he's getting all pumped up. If you've ever watched professional wrestling on TV and I'm like, why was there not like a five minute scene? All of they live mm. in that hotel, in that, uh, in that apartment room. So yeah. why didn't they just go to town? They should have had ogre and, wrestling. I would have liked right. yeah. and so more of that. Ogre's brother is played by Tony Fitzpatrick. Yes. And, and it's so interesting to me that he walks in. He's like, uh-uh, I got to check on the baby. The baby's crying. I got And he walks in and uh, gets himself shot and killed because there's a shotgun in the crib. So, yeah. okay, for starters, mm-hmm. shotgun in the crib. Amazing trope. That's an amazing trope. I love that, especially when like, there's a baby right on top of it. I love right. it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's good yes, but it's like this whole thing, The all of that. Was was put in this movie so we can see Tommy Lee Jones in a chicken suit. That is it. That is the yeah. only yeah. none of it, it, actually, none of it has a payoff. It's supposed to be a. It was actually pretty effective. It was pretty effective because I mean it really did fool me as an audience member seeing the chicken out there. I'm like, okay, cool. And then the physical acting and emotion of him dropping the stuff and you know start taking it serious and the stripping of way. It was it was actually well, they, they agreed I with you. I've not seen this movie before and I knew that was Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> but, that's, 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 well, that's, but that's 2022 Ibbett sure, speaking. That's who's true. Seen right. That who's seen all this stuff before. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sir. Um, then I, to me it was pretty. Well hold on a second. I, so the actual description of this is pretty great. In the original script Sam uh, Tommy Lee Jones was introduced dressed up as a priest. So oh, Stuart okay. Baird and costume designer Louise Frogley, it's a great name, mm-hmm. uh, didn't find this interesting <laughs> enough. So they came up with the idea of the chicken suit. Well, okay. Yeah. I, I did. Was that the only other idea? It's did you interesting, have interesting? I guess. Yeah, hadn't seen <laughs> yeah. that interesting, but whatever. Priest, priest would have been fine. I could have gone well, with what? priest. So no. in the in the first movie, we had already seen them pull this thing where they all pretended to be drunks. They dressed up like homeless yeah, people, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, like, this makes sense, right? Uh, you know, like, you gotta you gotta like people who are watching this movie have seen the first movie. Like, that's just all there is to it. You're, you're right. not making this movie if you don't expect that people are coming to see your movie because they saw the first one. And so, like, I you gotta build on what you've got, but it just felt like. I don't know. It just felt like so much, you know, like just you're starting with this excitement and he's in the chicken suit and everything, you know, and then he's just like, I oh, hit him in the head. And now we're, oh, great. Now we have the boss coming down hard on him for hitting mm-hmm. the guy in the head. I'm like, I don't know. There was just something about it. It all just fell. So it felt like it was not part of the right movie. Well, that, that brings me straight to this. We got to answer this question right here. Grab a bucket. I think there are multiple people in this movie you could say are chicks in the bucket, but I 100% put my vote yeah. behind his date at the ball 
She yeah. showed oh, up yeah. that. Oh, the, the news reporter. And then yeah, the never again. got just disappeared. That was yeah. it. Yeah, yeah you thought, right. You think that he maybe, you know, oh, use her as a resource for something later on in the film. Like, oh, well, she knows about this. So, right. And yeah, what is she, like a third his age? Like, what the frick? What? <laughs> that was weird. Like, it was just a yeah. weird moment of like, oh, okay. So he's, he's a he, chick on TV in a bucket. <laughs> I, I like how. I, I like how they they kept uh, Tommy Lee Jones's romantic relationships at this distance. I mean, yeah. you kind of think maybe like uh, the head the head lady has also got like something going on with him, and it's just like uh, this mystery of who's he dating? Who's the head on? lady? Mm-hmm. Oh, the yeah, the, the blonde. Uh, uh, I, 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 I blanked her name. Yeah, I'm yeah. blanking her yeah. name right now. The yeah, director. Jim Jab, let's see here. It's, uh, Jim Jab, uh, uh, good lady uh, is her, her uh, the actress and uh, her character name. Kate Nellington? That's not her, is it? Yeah, that no, is her. No. Is it? Mm. Yeah, that's her. Kate Nellington. She's so far down the list. Yeah, she is down the list, but that is her. She plays Walsh. And, oh, it is. Yeah, uh, Walsh. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, Seems nailed nice. it. Seems She's nice Kendo American, according to IMDb. Kando, which, what's Kando American? Kando American, which I, she's from Ontario, so oh, I've Kando, never heard the term the term Kando American for Canadian. Canadian, American. oh, that must be what that okay. is. Okay, Canadian there you go, American? Randy. Any I've familiarity with that. the term Kando American? That's weird. I've, I've, I've heard Sino American. Like I don't know. I've never. This is a very strange little thing. Um, she. She is so uh, underutilized. I, everyone is. I, I'm complaining about that with like Wesley Snipes, blah, blah, blah. But she is like, uh, there's a real serious pile of tropes here for the boss lady who, you know, like, yeah. yeah and, yeah. and like, you just, you get a little bit of her. She comes down heavy on him. But then, uh, like, in the middle of coming down heavy on him, she just says, I love you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, by the way, weird. I, did, I was looking up. Kendo American. And the first thing that comes up is a tweet from Michael McKean saying, is this a common term or do they mean can do American? And the the screenshot that he's taken is the exact is IMDB that thing that we're great. looking at for Kendo American. So really? maybe it's just some weird thing that maybe it's a typo or something, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it is Maybelline. I don't know. Could be. Everything comes down to Maybelline in the end. Yeah. Um, so the uh, there's a note here that says Wesley Snipes really dislikes shooting scenes when he's in the water. Uh, oh yeah, he does, which is hilarious because he has that whole turtle head poking out of the water thing that yeah, I love. And so I guess much. he it's hates like, it. He just hates swimming, hates water, hates all that. So he, that's fine. That's that's fine, that's Wesley. Fine, whatever. I, I have a lot of weird fears. I get it. Is is I, Wesley Snipes the prototypical actor for film sack? We've seen him a bunch. He's this in is, here a few this times. Is our ninth film sack movie. With nice. Wesley. Oh wow. Holy nice. shit. Uh, what is, blade? Th- Three. What else do we see him in? Way two. Passenger fifty-seven. Two. Oh, yeah. Demolition Man. What's the one with uh, the parachute? Of course, Drop Zone. Of course, Drop Zone. Drop Zone. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. Uh, he was in Rising Sun. He was in The Expendables Three, which I bet you not a single one of us remembered. <laughs> no. Um, that movie. He was expendable. in Future Sport. Yeah. Future Sport. I really sweet. liked him in the uh, Demolition what, Man. What I, I thought he really shined there. What I'm what yeah. I'm asking is, is he perfect for film sack because he chooses mediocre movies, or mediocre movies choose him? Is that the thing? I don't know. Probably I think the he's latter. an action. Yeah. I yeah. think he's an action star, and actions action movies take themselves seriously, and that makes it hilarious. Whenever uh, they kind of age, it's you, always funny. If you want to see, the, go ahead. Uh, what's what's the uh, you know when you look at his. 
his film history, what is the film that we would say, oh, that's too good for film sec? Would it be White Men Can't Jump? Is there something that he's um, done that we're like, no, we should absolutely sack. White right. Men yeah. <laughs> I, for me, for me, it would be the clothes alone are worth watching it for, for that. To answer yeah. your question, mine would be Dolomite is my name from 2019. I thought oh, he was, yeah. He good. was extremely good in that. Good. And, yeah. uh, that surprised me because we hadn't seen much from him in a long time. He'd been dealing with uh-huh. his running from the law for tax stuff and all that. And, um, kind of just slow, you know, his, his, his movie appearances slowed way, way, way down. Yeah. But he's great in Dolomite. That movie's great. Yeah, he is. And I'm just looking through the rest of his, his list here. I mean, there's, there's very few things here that I would say wouldn't fit well on film sex. So then I think you say, yeah, he's, he picks, he picks things like this, that, that maybe he feels like you'd have more freedom with or, or yeah, I, and you know, I don't think Wesley Snipes does a bad job here. I just don't think no. he's got a lot to work with. It's right. just, there's just the characters. that's not well written. It's mm-hmm. got this weird, I, I mean, it, it, like in the first one, they tried everything they could to make us feel empathy or sympathy for, uh, the Kimball character. But here it's kind of like, he, he seems to be very selfish. Like he's, he's dragging Marie along, using her wherever he can, allowing her to, you know, be captured. And it's just like, I don't know. It just, there's not a lot of the character yeah. itself doesn't seem to be written. No. That. And that's, that's why I think this film fails is that you don't care about him as much as you cared about Richard Kimball. And yeah. Yeah. In the future. By, a, just, by a lot. You actually yeah, find by by a lot. <laughs> yourself caring about his girlfriend more. Right. Yeah. 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 But yes, she's a, she's an interesting character, and that's to the film's credit. The f- the film somehow makes her an interesting character, mm-hmm. and like you're you're like concerned for her. Like when they when they finally swarm in on the two of them in the uh, right. graveyard, and she like tells Wesley Snipes to go, and she'll like basically turn herself in to delay them. Like right. that's like it's really good. She's great. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Yeah, yeah. I think she's making difference. all the sacrifices, and he's just kind of like trying to get away but he's damaged goods yeah. right because he's been betrayed and so i'm like eh, why not explore that a little bit yeah, instead really. we get him sitting on a train uh, going away it was just surfacy that stuff yeah um, mm-hmm. it's unfortunate because yeah. i i agree that that's part of the missing that's what's missing here and imagine well i don't have to imagine i remember feeling this way back when i first saw it i loved the fugitive felt like it was a perfect action movie at the time and then i moved on to this and went Oh no no no! You're getting all you you don't have this right. Like you're missing something's missing here, and it isn't you know Tommy Lee Jones or all his cronies. They're all doing great. They're fine in this. What you're missing is, I don't know, the other part. And the other part was Harrison yeah. Ford and the it, Fugitive. And, and it can't be here. it can't be any of the processes going along or the trip itself because the trip is exactly pretty much the same. And that's the reason why I always think of this as a sequel because it uses the same formula. And a spinoff, you usually don't use the exact same formula. But I mean, we have everything here mm-hmm. where it's right. like, oh, here comes the here comes the prison transport. Okay, yeah. here comes the something so that upsets it. Here's the here you know, this. Uh, yeah. Tommy Lee Jones has him pinned where all he yeah. you know the only way out is to jump off the thing that he's on and right yeah. and and that yeah. paint by numbers is okay if it's great, right? Like if mm-hmm. if you're basically remaking the movie. And you're just like, okay, so we have to have the feature stunt where he jumps off. Okay, so we had him jump off the dam. This time we're going to have him jump out of a six-story building. (laughs) You know, like, it's uh, that's great if it's great. And some of it is, actually. I think that stunt where he jumps out of the building is 
freaking great. Yeah, there's some it's good as stuff good like as the damn jump, in yeah. my opinion. My my agree. I or my agree. My agree. But I also I also wanted to say that I think that the movie gets really thick in the middle and there's no reason for it. Like it doesn't need to be mm-hmm. it starts out pretty strong, but then it gets you know, like bleh. You know why, Scott? Because in the paint by numbers, they didn't want it to be exactly the same. So instead of the actual head bad guy being the fugitive's best friend, they made him Tommy Lee Jones's work buddy. And right. that that right there has to take it's a lot of explanation. You really have to spend a lot of time coming to understand that He's Robert Downey Jr. is the real bad guy. Like, mm-hmm. man, it's just like it makes no sense. And they never make sense of it. No. It's just yeah. like. No, you're and right. once again, it's like, why, why bother murdering him when you can just have Tommy Lee Jones take care of the situation? Why do you keep trying to interfere? Just let Tommy Lee Jones do his job, and it's over. It's mm-hmm. done. And you're done. Yeah. yeah, that's that's true. That's true. Like, yeah. I guess it starts to look to Royce's perspective. It starts to look like they won't ever catch Sheridan, right? Like right. He, mm-hmm. right. he gets more and more desperate because Sheridan keeps escaping, right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, by the, the way, only time I felt anything was, yeah. when, was when they killed. Oh, they killed yeah. Newman. Yeah, <laughs> what? They killed. Newman. How could you kill Newman? Well, you know he was. How else? What other close relationship is there that's meaningful in this movie? That's pretty but, much it. But but but, the, but we're talking about paint by numbers. <laughs> we're talking about paint by numbers. Yeah, Newman's right. death is exactly like Doctor Kimball's wife's death. Right. In both the cases, innocent. he can't really say the name of the killer. Ah, you're right. In time, you're why right. would you do that exact same trick? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Paint yeah. by numbers, baby. I can't. I can't. And uh, <laughs> this is exactly the same. You're right. I remember being annoyed for him though, because I'm like, this guy's putting pressure on your wound that made the wound, and you just can't right, exactly. Yeah, You're, yeah. He's holding the rag on you, and I'm with holding up. the rag on you. I love that he <laughs> pointed out the fact that old man keep a mouth shut, wouldn't right. wouldn't say anything. I'm not involved. Yeah, exactly. No, like, nope. I just watched the entire thing go down, but right. I'm gonna I'm just gonna sit here with my oxygen mask. Yeah, because he, he was he was willing to say that the dude's in here now. Right. So why yeah, wouldn't yeah. He, he, was on the, yeah. he was on the ceiling. I love that. I do love that. Uh, you know what kind of strength it takes ceiling. to hang out on the ceiling? Oh jeez. For any amount of time. Yeah. I don't think Wesley Snipes yeah. could hang out up there very long. Honestly, I'm a spider. He's, he's what's his face? Spider Phoenix, Snipes. Mm-hmm. He's having a moment. His character's name in uh, Demolition Man. That's right. Martin Phoenix. Yeah. Martin no, Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. Simon. 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 That's right. Simon Martin Phoenix. Wasn't there a Simon is. joke too? Simon says, "Oh god." Yeah, oh there yeah. Probably was. Right. Um, by the way, this is the same year as Blade, so big big year for him. Oh wow! Yeah. He did so much better in Blade, but that character yeah. was written a lot better. So. Oh dude, Blade's awesome. Freaking love yeah. that. Blade original Blade. Pff, Holds the hell up. I don't know how they're yeah. gonna. I mean, the, the remake. To the new I, one. I am too. They need to be really. They need to be not Disney about it and get gross with it. Yeah, because <laughs> it's it's a violent thing, man. That comic is yeah. not does not pull punches. So don't do it with your MCU edition either. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, before we get anyway. too far away from Newman's death, can I have a triple alert? Yeah, I can give Beep. you a big fat one right here. <laughs> oh, this movie has the heroic BSOD. The mm-hmm. uh, the hero experiences a complete shutdown uh, because of something that happens. And yeah. it is, yeah. it is one of the best, like this is one of the best heroic BSODs I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he is just like, uh, you know, and, and Tommy Lee Jones looks it. He really genuinely looks like he is just completely checked out. He looked of really pissed for yeah. a little while. Yeah. 
I'm, I mean, that dude's a top-notch actor, so all this is elevated with him, I think, yeah. uh, beyond where it probably should have been. But yeah, he looked genuinely, like when he he died on the way over to the hospital, his, I don't know, what, what's the word, countenance? His countenance changed and yeah. became yeah. like a whole different dude. And all I could think of was like, well, yeah, you're Tommy Lee Jones. You're That's why they pay you the big money. Yeah, there's, I haven't there's, seen a switch like that since uh, Stallone flipped his hat that time. And that. <laughs> there's there's tons of movie. examples of this, but the one I always love to go to is in the fifth element. In the fifth yeah. element, there's a, a moment when uh, Lilu is investigating a bunch of encyclopedias on a computer. Oh, yeah. And yeah, she gets yeah. to war and she just shuts yeah. down. She's oh, just yeah. like, no. I'm not. I'm not a hero for? anymore. Yeah, she doesn't want that to do it. That is good for absolutely nothing. She yeah. say, say should have said yeah. it again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she did say it again. <laughs> <laughs> Multi pass. Um. So real quick here. Uh. Uh. Oh, I. Uh, sorry. What was I saying? I forgot what I was saying. Oh, I. Uh, I he's only MCU. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is only ten years from Iron Man at this point, which is a weird thing. Wow. To think about. Oh, wow. He grew yeah. up a lot. Yep. He went through a whole rehab and everything, so yep. he grew up a lot. Ten yep. measly years till he was one of the biggest movie stars in the history of ever and made more money per film than for a while there. He was at number one. Morton Cruz, more than anybody for a couple of years. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't, I don't think that's that way now, but good yeah, for actually, him. Exactly. He's actually 10 years from his final uh, stint in rehab at this time. Mm. Uh, not, I'm sorry, five years. Five years. I can do math. I can do math. Yeah. <laughs> He's <laughs> five years. So, like, this is a long time. Five years, man. Imagine. Yeah. Sp- yeah. You know, like. Yeah. Like it's known like there's in, again, in the behind the scenes, all kinds of people talking about how he made the the filming very difficult. Like they, they had days where they showed up to shoot scenes that involved him and he didn't show up. And like, they had to just meet me. Let's do it the next day and see if he shows up. Yeah. And like the, they put up with that, but it was still another five years. I just, that blows my mind. Yeah. He was I thought really- Wesley Snipes looked a little too happy to be holding Robert Downey Jr. By the neck. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. He's just trying to get a little yeah. revenge on him. I could see that. It seems like Please Snipes would be. Snipe, Snipes strikes me as somebody who I wouldn't want to work with, and I don't know why. There's something about him. He seems like he's I, got an ego to fit the planet. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I feel like, but I, I feel like he would be serious about it. I feel like he would like, listen, all right, let's do it. Let's get it. Come on. Let's get this scene done. Let's do it. Yeah. I like be, that. I like that kind of enthusiasm. Yeah. He's too, I mean, now, I mean, well, whatever. He, he would, he earned his $20 million per movie, but then he would go yeah. not pay taxes on any of it. That's right. Exactly. You go out to dinner with him uh, while you're filming a movie and and he's like, oh, you going to pitch in for your sandwich? And I'm not, I am, but I'm not going to pay the tax on it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not paying taxes. It's a long way to go for that joke. (laughs) Screw the man. I loved it. I, yeah. (laughs) Robert Downey Jr. has one of my favorite little bits on their Wikipedia page ever that I've ever seen. What does it say? And it's, he has a section called religious beliefs where it says that Robert Downey Jr. describes his religious beliefs as Jewish Buddhist. Okay. And, and Jubu is reported to have consulted (laughs) astrologers and was previously interested in Christianity and Hare Krishna. He's playing the field guys. This is, I hear you, man. Just like, what is it? What what do you believe in? Everything. He's yeah, dining yeah. at the Why religion not? buffet. Yeah. yeah. I think he believes religion in uh, late yeah. career MCU money is what he believes in. Big <laughs> yeah. Um, so things that grossed me out, there were a couple, but oh. the one that really won for me, let's see if you get, well, I'll play the thing. You waxed your anus. Gross. All right. Which, what do you think there? 
I do remember something being gross, and I can't remember what it was. Though. I mean, I I'll, I'll tell you the runner-up. Uh, well, yeah. Prison open-air prison toilet? That is pretty gross, but not not on the list. My, I don't like right. a surveillance van full of people. Right. That's that's pretty gross it, to me. Did it did, um, did it happen in the Roy Roy Willie's fat-free menu no, scene? Maybe? No, it happened no. while he was... I'll give you a hint. He was talking to the, the, the yokel locals uh, at the swamp about where, you know, giving them instructions on what to do. Oh, there you go. I'll just play it. Spit man. Yeah. Listen yeah. to that. Listen to the splatter it makes. Oh, oh yeah, that was good. That was good. ADR fully work. That all I hear that every day of my life. It's really foul. I don't like it. Yeah. So that's what grossed me out. If anyone was wondering, it's really gross. I'll tell you what made me laugh, and I shouldn't have. Please tell me it's Robert Downey Jr. getting out of a car feet first through the window. Please tell me yeah. it's that. No, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> okay. All right. What do you got? But I'm going with I'm going with uh, Deputy Heart Attack, who who was uh, oh. who was going down the plane. Okay, over actor, settle down. Yeah, right. Settle down, chest burster. What happened to I him? Mean, I, Did he end up getting out, or what was the deal there? I, I don't know. He was having a pretty bad heart attack in the plane. I'm assuming that his heart literally exploded I because think, he was. No, I think we see his him on a stretcher. Yeah, right. in a subsequent scene. Maybe he made it. Maybe you know? he did. Yeah. I, that was bottom like line, bottom line. I didn't care enough about that. To, <laughs> right. I'm trying to know. remember. Was he used as a let's feel bad for Wesley Snipes because he's unhooking himself, but he's going to help <laughs> he this was, guy selflessly kind of thing? Or no? Exactly. I, I can't wait for that. It? Yeah, I, I, remember. Was, I was like, oh, we got it. We got to hit the note of a guard who is hurting or is in severe medical trauma. Just right. like in the first the one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I also don't think your glasses uh, arm. What is that called? When your glasses, the parts oh. over your ear. Do you have a name for those? Yeah, the yeah the arm of your arm arm glasses. glasses? Right? Yeah. Is that what they're called? All right, well, whatever yeah, it is, it's called arms. Yeah, I just feel like right that, that thing. They're hugging your face right now. They're going. <laughs> that thing was magical. My gosh, you could get. Oh, I know the big fat like because you got to think at the end of one of those they've got that big um, circular thing that the screw has to go into to connect to the the rest of the frame of the glasses. How do you right. wedge that into the little tiny hole on? Yeah, pan I contend you don't. I think they. they I say don't either. Yeah. Yeah. What if you're, what do you have plastic glasses? You're you're done. Right? You're done. You're out. Yeah. yeah, you're already out. Good thing your plan involved some guys' metal ones. I guess. I, I love yeah. that the movie yeah. didn't trust us to follow that Wesley Snipes stole that guy's glasses arm, so they had to make sure we saw a scene <laughs> of that guy twelve times home to to read yeah. a book in bed. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, that made me laugh. They showed that scene. Oh, they showed where's that the arm of my there? glasses? They're not even in the case. Oh, oh I better honey? just go to bed like my wife told me to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to okay. read this book with this one arm glasses. I, yeah. I am getting on board with Scott that this is not a good movie. I mean, it's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not as good as the last one. No, for sure. The last one yeah. is a great, I think, still pretty great movie. I think this yeah. is has potential written all over it. And there are moments where I'm like, all right, we're having a good time here. I just think the overall execution is a bummer. You know? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's just yes. Like I said, I, they they spent too much time worrying about hitting the right notes and yeah. you know connecting the dots and just not enough time character developing. I mean, I wanted to care about Wesley Snipes' character, and they tried to drop a couple of background character elements, but it just fell flat. Is it think, too difficult you know, for us to care? You know, to both want. Wesley Snipes to get away and prove his innocence, and we want Tommy Lee Jones to catch him. Is it, you know, is it difficult in a situation like that? Because in in yeah. the Fugitive, 
we did want Harrison Ford to to get away. We get wanted away. him to right. escape. Yeah, because right. we knew he was innocent. And this one was innocent. Once again, paint by numbers, the the way you get there is by establishing the mini boss and the actual bad guy and mm-hmm. having Tommy Lee Jones figure that out too. Mm-hmm. So that so that all of his energy and can this, be directed the right direction. Well, that, but, in the yeah. stupidest way with the stupidest plan ever. It was pretty yeah, dumb, this, but 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 I guess what I'm saying is maybe maybe don't have to have that formula. Why don't you just have him go after a, yeah. a genuine a bad real guy? bad guy? Yeah, yeah. 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 You're the U.S. Marshal Service. Not every one of your arrests are going to be somebody you can shake hands Falsely. with on the now steps that could and be right. a spinoff. Yeah, mm-hmm. and but don't you think <laughs> don't you think a lot of it is solved if Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, character is just a little more sympathetic like just a just a little bit just yeah, like a little, yeah, like, it was a little more yeah. yeah because like when they first meet him you're like oh they all hate that guy mm-hmm. and then he does something really cool like he gets out of cuffs and they're like oh okay they're gonna make him cool no they are not nope. the rest no, of the no, movie they, are not. they will no. never make him cool again yeah. yeah and i think that was part of why i didn't like how his arc went because they didn't earn that at the end yeah. yeah yeah that friendship well, and how much of that was because Robert Downey Jr. just hated the whole experience. Good yeah, yeah. Do I have to be here? Fine. <laughs> Let's trivia, he says like it was the worst thing he's ever worked on. Like he hated getting up in the morning to go and work on U.S. I, I feel like they probably all went, feelings mutual, pal. Yeah. And they were always like, "Who's? what's that snorting sound in the other room? What's going on over there? <laughs> yeah. There's probably a lot of that going on. Who knows? But right. if I have to look at Wesley Snipes' stupid wig one more time. I mean, because it's smack. When you do this kind of thing, it's risky. It's like, well, the first one had Harrison Ford, one of the biggest stars in the history of stars. Uh, This one does not have that. It's a whole different thing. It's a spinoff, if you will. And and off we go to do our spinoff. And that's dangerous. That's like doing direct to the video version. Well, we were talking about Transporter 4 is like some unknown dude. Well, you're out of Statham. If you're out of Statham, don't make another one. And this feels like that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we got Tom Lee Jones coming back in the sequel. So, I mean, it makes sense that this would, you know. Oh, but I think you misspelled uh, spinoff. You spelled it sequel, which is um, <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> that was just a typo. Yeah, it's a typo. I've decided, I've decided everybody's right. That's yeah. a, my That's theme right. of this episode. Whatever you say about this movie, yeah. you are correct. Yeah. Now, I was hoping for a real controversial one like we did with – and Minority Report is still like the biggest. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, y'all want me to talk about weird – Let's talk uh, about that. Yeah. You want to talk about weird themes and elements – Everything's in an effing box in this film. Everything yes. that needs to be a mystery is in a box. It's like, oh, here's a soup. Here's a here's a case with a something in it. Here's something else with something in it. It's kind of in the, in so the old boxes. folks' home. They're There's literally looking into boxes, each with one yeah. old person in it. <laughs> individually, old, individually yeah. wrapped old person boxes. Yeah. It was yeah. Do you want to talk about I, the guy I, ironing they, his uh, ironing his shit in the bathroom? What was that in about? The bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. No, I really wanted. I'm sorry. I really want to. Enough. I really want to <laughs> chew on what Brian Dunaway just said. There's a scene where they go to investigate Marie for the first time, and she lets them in. Just stupid move. Do, do not do right. that. Mm-hmm. And uh, she is a an artist, I guess. And everything that she's drawn is on the walls in little boxes. The, the mm-hmm. frames are mostly square or rectangular. And right. uh, that was so interesting. And the movie's like, see all these boxes? And then it does nothing with it. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. And then he, and then he goes to beat Sarge, which I would have loved to more, more more about Sarge. Yeah. Wesley Snipes' character goes. And he's got it. He's got humidors and cigar boxes in and box, P.O. And, and P.O. boxes. All these lockers there made of wood. Yeah. All no, of his totally. pipes are in boxes. I'm like, and I said, don't, Brian, don't do it. Don't bring up the boxes. You remember the water analogy that everybody gave you shit for. 
but like you, you're, you, you know, you're an artist, Brian, you, you understand yeah, like yeah. that when you're trying to uh, make art, right. That sometimes right. people want this like consistent theme that they're seeing. They right, like, right. like you, you just, you just feel that like you put, you put out like, and if you study artists, right. Like they have their things, they have their palette or their, their form or whatever. And so like, it makes sense that a movie like this is being made by a director, Stuart Baird. And the, he's going to say with the cinematographer, we're going to do a thing. It's going right, to, it's going to be visually memorable. Right. But it also, with some people. yeah, it needs, it doesn't have a purpose. This thing. <laughs> Isn't one of you, aren't one of you guys a super fan for, um, major league? Who is the, in this group? That that's, oh, that's, that's, that's Randy. Randy loves. That Randy? Yeah. Loves I didn't know. Major league. I, I didn't know Wesley Snipes was in major league. Do you know? That? Oh God. He's such a huge part in the, you in haven't that, right? seen major league. I have, but it's been ages. Like I, I, yeah. I guess it's been too long. We got to finally get that done. Get that mm-hmm. in here. Get that going. Yeah. Little Behringer. Actually, there's I have more more emotional investment in the character in Major League with Wesley Snipes than I do here. I just oh <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, actually, um, other Wesley Snipes role. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I just saw a picture of Corbin Burnson from that, and that is not the same human. I being. would like a I would like a supercut of some of every scene in every movie where there's somebody down the hall that comes out of a door or is behind something and comes out and goes, what the <laughs> hell is it? Yeah. Boom, it gets interrupted right in between. Right. And then ducks back in. It then yeah. ducks back in because yeah. we had that guy here. He was great. That super t- cut said, would be what too the long. Hell is all? It'd be a 10 hour, <laughs> one of those 10 hour YouTube supercut movies. Right. My, my first and most prominent laughing and memory of that scene uh, of that type of trope is from Ghostbusters when the cleaning ladies in the hall after they blow up her uh, her cleaning uh, cart, oh, yeah. and she comes out and goes, "What the hell is?" And ever yep. since then, I love watching. You should do it. Your job is to go find that stuff. What the hell the scenes? Yeah. yeah, you get it. Get it done. Make it your mission. Yeah. It's my mission. We support you in your mission, truly. Also, I, I think uh, Robert Downey Jr. character is uh, bad at this. He got ganked twice by 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 Snipes twice, overpowered and took his gun mm-hmm. oh yeah because snipes is actually a, a very physical character here and he's but he does he does get the hand up okay like they had like a straight up fight and i'm like there's no way tommy lee jones takes snipes out like oh, there's that. no and way then, yeah there's no way snipes would have I mean, his ass yeah i mean u.s marshals get a good bit of training and you know some you know physical training they gotta they gotta keep up with and stuff but there's no way you'd have a special agent who is you know essentially a murder machine. What was that? A, a big, uh, was it like a wheat silo or something? What was that? Stuff yeah. It looks like a corn wheat silo or something. Yeah. By the way, those Chinese could not have been more. And I'm assuming they're Chinese. They kept referring to, to everybody that was Asian. in This film is Chinese, uh, that they were watching that fight. And it was like, yeah, okay. High five. High five. <laughs> two, yeah. two dumb Americans fighting in our grains. High fives over here. It reminded me. It? Nope. It, it reminded me of Witness when. Um, uh, oh yeah, the the oh, silo yeah. scenes. Silo and Witness, scene, yeah. yeah. For whatever yeah. reason that, that came up. In now my that head. would be a spinoff. Mm-hmm. But one yeah. of my, I mean, one of my worst fears would be somebody holding my face down in some grain and not letting me go. Great. Oh. <laughs> mm. oh. I was curious now. about that. Could you breathe? I mean, you. I, mean, I would think so. Of, right. No. Aerated. No. Aerated. No. Hey, Randy, just put your, experience. Just no, put your teeth there. so that you're not inhaling grain, but I think you can still breathe. Yeah, I would think so. Let's yeah. try it. Dude, one, Let's try one it. Let's big, try it. One big lung full of grain dust and you're dead. Yeah, see, grain dust can be an issue. Yeah, because yeah. you're not you're aspirating on the worst possible tiny 
molecule bullshit. You're going right. to Well, gonna I mean, die. if you have a gluten allergy, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm allergic to gluten. <laughs> <laughs> but why was everybody smoking cigars in this film, too? Because people Pants like a good a cigar. The guy that wrecked Wesley Snipes had a cigar, mm, dropped yeah. it in his crotch, and said, Jesus, yeah. Mary, and Joe shit. Wesley Snipes goes to a tobacco store to get his buddy to give him a bunch of money. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it was bizarre. The, yeah. uh, that was another thing. Like, I don't understand why this is in this movie constantly. A lot of people like their stogies, man. They're like, uh, was it? it's Arnold's always calling them stogies. And I don't know something about yeah. his generation. Get us a cigar. Mm-hmm. Did did you yeah. guys know that uh, Wesley Snarps is sorry, sorry. Snarps? Snarps? <laughs> Snarps? Oh, God. I love I it. I love that. I love that. Yes. Did you, did you know that he's a serious trained mental martial artist? I like did. Oh, Wesley yeah. Wesley Snipes yeah. has the skills to to do like seriously good. I knew stunts. he was good at it because there was a lot of talk around That's the blade good. time that he was using a lot of his own stuff and doing his own stunts. But I I wonder how That's he's good. doing now. I, I mean, he's. I just spent 60. this whole movie whole movie. I'm waiting for him to do some cool kung fu, and mm-hmm. it just never happens. Yeah, He's they got kind five of, kids, they, man. They kind of downplay his physical uh, abilities here, which was weird because he's supposed to be, you know, a badass. He, he, we start out with him being a badass and kicking, you yeah, know, those the guys around. If he, if he uses that, then he becomes less sympathetic. Yeah, maybe. Sure. You know, he's got to sure. be somewhat, somewhat pacifist with this, just using right. force only when need, you know, when he needs to. Suddenly, otherwise. he's Tarzan. <laughs> right, yeah, right exactly oh yeah let's talk about that because uh he's not only tarzan but he's also uh spider-man a genius who's able to figure out exactly how much rope is in that uh that pulley so that he doesn't just right. splat on the ground right. or that the rope runs and out or that's where the training comes in right that's what i'm saying he he's presented sometimes as being this specially super trained guy and then other times it's like i can't even beat up Tommy Lee Jones. Okay. I mean, okay. <laughs> you say so. Sound like you don't okay, believe movie. it. Yeah, you don't believe yeah. it. Yeah. That's fine. You say so, movie. All right. But by, hey, look at this, though. We went from 1993 to yep. 1998. Five years. Guess what is prominent here? Mm. Cell phones. Mm. Everybody's got a oh. cell phone, baby. Didn't have the 93 Fugitive. No, nope. but, not, but not yet Prequel. smartphones. And that's important. <laughs> Because no, it is. You got your '93 fat freaking foldies that you're chucking into yeah. the lake or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that was the deal. I loved yeah. it. I, it's so, a dark time in my history. I don't like those old. It ones. was a dark time. <laughs> I really don't. So I hated. A, I hated original original cell phones because they were so damned expensive. The '90s stuff. Yeah. I freaking hated that. Anyway, sorry. This is this is apparently also now. This is fuzzy fuzzy facts, but m- possibly the last movie on which uh, Snipes paid the government his taxes before he started being a tax evader. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> was it yeah. this one? Was yeah. it this one? Really? Oh, then this I apologize. Is the which, no. which is fun, which is fun because, you know, he's a rel- relatively good guy. He's a government agent. Like, I, I like the idea that he paid his taxes on this one and then he just stopped for years, well, for like seven years. Yeah, he just straight. quit yeah. playing his taxes. Play, pay, playing? Paying. Uh, um, but did you guys know there were Blockbuster Entertainment Awards? Do you know that was a thing? Yes. He's oh, won yeah, two. yeah. Yes. Those are fantastic. I had no idea. Time. He's yeah. won two of these. He got one for uh, favorite actor in a horror movie for Blade and favorite duo uh, action adventure. And he shares that with Tommy Lee Jones for U.S. Marshals. So or oh, nominated. Really? Yeah, yeah, he didn't win, but he was nominated. Not so. for uh, Woody, not with Woody Harrelson, huh? Uh, no, White Man Can't not. Jump got MTV Awards. For best okay. on-screen duo, and then uh, let's see another one for Demolition Man for best villain from the MTV huh. Awards. Yeah, he never won anything uh, 
Uh, guess guess, guess who mentioning. won that category at the Blockbuster Awards this year? Who? So again, they were wait, Wesley this Snipes, year. Wait, it, so wait, Blockbuster well, Entertainment. This film, not, not no. We're we're saying Blockbuster. Does they still do these? This isn't. This is a Blockbuster. No, no, no. This, he's talking about 1998. Wesley Snipes and Tommy Lee Jones were nominated for favorite duo action adventure. Got it. They were another nominee that didn't win was Mel Gibson and Danny Glover in Lethal Weapon 4. Oh, they should have given it to mm-hmm. them. Although 4 is kind of not great. So but I, I would say the winner that year was possibly one of the best duos in an action-adventure adventure movie ever. Mm. So, like, you could see why U.S. Marshals didn't win this award. Yeah. It was Rush Hour. It was Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. that, that's, well, that's well-deserved. That's a, that's a classic duo that will. Yeah. It's yeah, pretty good. You ever think head. we get that yeah. back? There was some talk of a new one. I heard. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I would watch that totally. But Jackie Chan's kind of like, uh, how would he play it now? Because he's, is he still doing the action? Yeah, is he re- unofficially yeah. retired, or is he still? I think he still does stuff. But even back then, they were talking about how he was doing less of it. So yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Like his, it feels like early two thousands is when he stopped being full Jackie Chan and started to be right. just normal kind of funny actor guy doing yeah. a lot of voiceover work. Yeah. yeah. Well, Can we talk yeah. about the uh, uh, one trope here real quick? Yeah. In this film. Yeah. One. Do we do we still do it? <laughs> do we still do this trope? I don't know, but I like Dunaways. One. <laughs> one. One. I, I mean, one trope. I didn't mean Dunaways. Yeah. Anyway, forced yeah. vacation trope is not really a vacation. You're going on vacation because it's been too much. Guess what? You're right in the thick of it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. That's yeah. always going. To do we still do that? I mean, I feel like we do that in real life sometimes, don't we? Yeah, you know, I don't. I I don't think I've ever been forced to go on vacation and mm-hmm. then had to solve a programming problem while I was on that vacation to save my life and others. <laughs> yeah, your boss said, say, "You know what? You need. I'm I'm putting you on leave right now. Go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're going to Hawaii. Uh, I hope that. that you when you land, you don't have to solve some kind of programming problem to or, get back home. Or on the plane there. Like there you, you go. That's right. Work yes. work yeah. comes back at you while you're in transit. Right. Our plane's going to crash here. Let me let me uh, optimize this database. I've definitely had an office where my boss said, go on vacation. You have too many days piled up. You need to use these before right. the end of the year. And then oh, while I was sure. out there, they're like, called me every 10 minutes for questions or problems or issues. <laughs> but it wasn't to save your life or no. nobody else's life, right? Okay. No, okay that's that's okay. still, that's that's two-thirds of the way to your description there. That's almost a trope. pretty close. Yeah. Two-thirds of a trope. I can tell you it's No, I didn't, I didn't say your vacation was cut short because the person who gave you the vacation, that's more like Mission Impossible. Mission yeah. Impossible has that exact trope where every time he tries to go on vacation and he's climbing a mountain and they come flying up a helicopter... Vacation's over, and you know like, he has to <laughs> has to come back and stuff. But uh, that's a different uh, trope. I don't I've think they've retired. ever said you that. You can't pull me out of retirement. Right. Never heard him <laughs> once say that. I don't think the line was ever. Your your vacation's over. But I love it. It's over. I love it. Come back in the office. We need you right now. Along those lines, everyone everyone watching this movie compared it to Con Air during that. Yeah, that was right. Like sure. That yeah, it was an airplane film with cons. I mean, yeah, because I think. I think Con Air also used the like the joke. Uh, oh, these aren't the friendly skies, which they did twice yeah. in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. yeah, we watch Con Air again. I like that movie. Yeah, I'd rather yeah. watch that. 
<laughs> and they had the and the, the plane crash. Did they do that in Con Air? Did they did they have power lines or am I just like totally getting it confused? Yeah, I totally now? went through power lines and because yeah, okay. it landed in Vegas and so it yeah, that's right. Power lines. This almost felt like a comedy because they were on that road and it was just I loved watching the pilots' reactions. That was some of the best. That those pilots were great. I don't know what actors those were, but those guys did pretty good. Yeah, job. they were all right. I think it said yeah. in the trivia some of those guys are real pilots. They for whatever reason both these movies yeah. like to hire people in the actual jobs yeah just I, I, do you think that's a little bit of pandering to get just a little bit more audience it's like you know what we should do we should bring in the workers yeah and then yeah. they'll they'll tell their families and then they'll you know word of mouth <laughs> the we'll, get, be, we'll uh, get 17 more people uh, to see this yeah, film we, than we would have had you don't think that's a factor maybe uh, inefficient. Uh, i don't know right. maybe maybe they thought okay if we get a real pilots the pilots will get on their their comms in a flight to you know new right. orleans and go what if i made a movie that had everybody in america in it do you think everybody would come see it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually. Yes, I, I do. Think so All right. I think it would be a much more one-to-one scenario. Yeah. Um, you just have to figure out how to get the fewest number of people who are one degree away from everybody in the world. Right. Yeah. <laughs> one degree apart. I'm going to make that. Move. No. Yeah. 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 Oh, but I did love the truck driver. What were the names? Uh, it was Marge. No, it wasn't large Marge. I'm getting confused with, uh, <laughs> uh who was the, who was the truck driver and his wife? And oh. Earl. I think it was Earl. Oh, and, uh, and the, uh, the, the RV. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was RV? I thought it was a truck. Oh, you're right. It was a semi or was an RV? I thought it was a semi. I thought it was a big semi. You're right. Yeah. Husband and wife, a semi driving team. Yeah. 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 That was great. I like that she pushed the, she did the universe language of push the rag forward that's how you know yeah she pushed it with her foot she had the best jobs like do you have any lines here no you just have to look just realizing that i should have worked her into my intro because there was definitely more of a family connection to her and the old man and the uh yeah Yeah. i was peeking up looking at the yeah do do we think uh, regardless of how innocent you are of the original crime do we think uh wesley snipes character can get away with hijacking a truck at knife point shooting a federal officer in the chest and then right. at the end everything's forgiven and he's free no. yeah that's such a trope right i mean you can't commit crimes along your way even if you're trying to get away mm-hmm. right. because you're innocent like, yeah. oh all is forgiven yeah. good job simon phoenix yeah. i think yeah. that would have been here a lot we've more provided too. you a lady to kiss here you go at least in, you know what? at least in the first one they they cart him off with car- with cuffs harrison ford still yeah. cuffed and it yeah. felt like yeah. he's still he kind of doing let's a get these cuffs off him mm-hmm. and it wasn't until he got to the car like there's still some protocol there and then right. they drive off and that's all you get with snipes he's like dressed to the nines has these fancy little circular uh sunglasses on and they're up there on the steps as if none of this happened that was weird wait did wait did i miss a scene i thought he ended it with it with him uh in the bed he nope. wanted to go back to bed did i miss a part nope. maybe nope. I missed a part. he did definitely missed it yeah. that's after he was what? hurting on the it's pre-credits <laughs> oh oh that's right because he was he was walking down there's like can we get a statement and he's like rah, rah, rah. okay I, I yeah remember that. it's all right it's a it's a movie that's a little disjointed you would be forgiven for disjointing it that's how that right. works maybe, maybe that's when you switched over to watch con air yeah <laughs> i probably did i was like I, I haven't seen this movie before i'd really watch oh, kind of in the mood you guys are making me yeah. want to rewatch con air and major league and major i've never seen major no i have seen major I, league but i've never seen it more than once so years and years and years ago and if we're gonna do it here we should do it Get it out of the way. I, sure. I veto that. Oh, I what? thought you what? I thought you wanted to do that movie. No, no I've always vetoed Major League for Film Sack. Oh, really? Right. I thought you. Mm, that's interesting. I remember incorrectly as well. Okay, it, it is a straight comedy, man. We are not. 
we are not good at sacking straight comedy. No, so that's not, true. That's true. Is it yeah, a straight yeah. comedy? I always yeah. felt like it had a lot of emotional drama in it. I didn't really feel like like when I think of I think of like stuff like Step Brothers or old school. This a full comedy, wedding but this, crashers, wedding crashers. But there's something. Mm. There's a lot of emotion and character drama in Major League. Maybe I remember. I don't remember at all. I just again. remember being sports farce, and that was about it. Yeah. So what do I know? Charlie um, Sheen couldn't see. I no. think I remember seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. He's a wild thing. Yeah. yeah. Charlie Sheen. I think I remember scene. that part. They changed sad, his name to Sad scene. moment where he has to put on his glasses. Yeah, uh, I remember a part where they're, where they're stripping away the clothes on the sexy owner. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was very <laughs> serious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very serious. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was a sequel. Uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Major League Two exists. That's a, definitely not a spinoff. All right. Oh, that's um, that's true. Let's do uh, let's do some clips here. I've got uh, yeah. a number of them for this movie, and most of them are, as you might guess, Tommy Lee Jones saying shit. Uh, but that's because he's good at it. So now we'll play them. Here you go. Uh, enjoy this first clip, which is him again. Regular or extra crispy? Crispy. Extra that's crispy. That, I'm sorry. The sound on that clip is too good. Mm. He's not. Mm-hmm. He's clearly not in a fight in an apartment. While yeah. he says that. Let's hear that again. Now, Regular or the- extra crispy. He does sound like he's the, in a studio. And the funny thing is, those guys there don't yeah. know what in the hell he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about, half-suit chicken man? Yeah, what they don't know. What is going on right now? Yeah, they don't really know. They'd have to make a couple of mental jumps to get back to the fact that he was out there hawking chicken right. earlier. Yeah. yeah. Really weird. All right, here's uh, the, the... Oh, I like the way she says Mark. Mark! Hey, Mark! Mark. 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 Yeah. And, and who, Mark is she five. supposed to be... Yeah, she's supposed to be... Uh, they always question is she is she there legally? Is she there? I don't know. Mm. She works at. Yeah, she works they at certainly this. she they certainly made her bristle when they talked about that. And yeah, interrogating her, threatening her. Yeah, yeah. She works at the. She works Irene Jacobs. She works at the Starbucks, and she yeah. had to use yeah. all of her tip <gasps> right, money. Right, the nineteen ninety eight Starbucks. To, I was like, oh man, that is yeah. so so early on for the popularity of Starbucks. Yeah, for them I, I had to. Is. I had to explain to my kid that that. <laughs> It was, that was a big deal. It, it's unusual to us now to see that because yeah. it was an unusual thing. There were maybe a, a hundred Starbucks stores or something yeah. at the time. It's ubiquitous yeah. now. There's more of those yeah. than anything in the world. There was, it was just opened up in the bathroom of another Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. And what was even what was even more shocking <laughs> is that the cash price for uh, a, a, a cast and X-rays and everything else was you know around one hundred twenty dollars. Mm. Because <laughs> yeah. she used her tip money, yeah, it was like 120 plus 18. Like they forgot everything they learned about the medical industry from the first film. That's right. I was trying. To I, just try to, I wish Kimball had been there walking around. That would have been great. I just tried to look Why it not? up. There's currently 34,000 Starbucks stores, and I wasn't. I'm not able to go back before 2005. Oh, I know. It'd be great to see like how many there were in 1998. Yeah. Uh, 03 is where I see 7,225, and then in 2019, 31,256. That's a lot. That's a huge jump. Mm-hmm. Um, number oh, of Starbucks oh. coffee shops per capita per 1 million inhabitants. Oh, Monaco? That's funny. The highest is Monaco, 52.0. Oh, oh, here we go. Found it. Yeah, what do you got? 1998. Uh, it's growing rapidly during these different quarters, but let's just say Q2 1998, there were 1,600. Jeez. Starbucks. Hmm. 
Uh, Brian, you know, we were talking the other day about how Vegas had seemed like they had a lot per per capita. Yeah, right. So they're actually every, the, at least two or three in every casino. Yeah. Here's the here's the top cities. Uh, this is according to 2019 data, so that's the best we have. Uh, two forty one for New York, two four or one eighty four for Chicago, Houston one forty eight, San Diego one forty one, L A one thirty seven, Seattle one thirty three. I thought that would be higher. Um, and then Las Vegas one twenty five. Uh, 125 but i i think they were super concentrated on the strip you know like all over the strip yeah, yeah exactly yeah. what are you laughing at dunaway what what did i say my noise that i made when I-, hmm, I don't really give a shit <laughs> i don't care okay, okay I, yes las vegas is a big city yeah but 164 Las Vegas Starbucks. That is a lot of Starbucks. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Well, no, 125, but it's still less than, you know. Yeah, but I got to know, are those real Starbucks or is those bullshit Starbucks in the Target stores that always, always count. get me? They'll, They'll still count. count. Yeah, still count. yeah, they suck. Sorry <laughs> if you work at a Target Starbucks, but never had my drink. Look at the amount of money they make now. In 2005, <laughs> they capped out at the 780 million that year. Uh, 2018 gross gross revenue or uh, sorry profit 3.88 billion dollars in profit. Billion. Actually, they're down. They were down a billion from the previous year. So a little fluctuation. But yeah, they're contracting a little bit. COVID helped. Yeah, COVID helped. You're Probably, welcome. They're doing okay now, mm-hmm. though. It says according to this thing, 64 percent of Americans age 18 and over drink coffee every day in 2019. As with or without Starbucks, just saying. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. They still dominate. I mean, there's no, there's no question about that. They're freaking huge. But yeah, ah, what do you do? There's a lot of coffee coffee references in this movie too. It's not just Starbucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, like in the coffee, like right up to our our most climactic scene in the hospital. You know, like you have uh, Tommy Lee Jones facing off against Robert Downey Jr. Uh, They both know that the other one knows at this point. Tommy Lee Jones like. Want coffee? I'll go get you coffee. Yep. Four just, sugars. He's just snuck the bullets out of the gun. Right. Yeah, like, uh, peeking around the corner, waiting for Robert. I did. I kept expecting. I kept yeah. expecting to do that, like a scene of him, like, is he gone? Because that was the worst plan ever. It's like, oh, I know how I get him out. I, I won't just go arrest him proper. No, I'll catch him red-handed. How will I do that? Well, I'll pull his bullets out out of his gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, he was. Yeah, wouldn't there, gun, gunman Randy? Wouldn't there still be one in the in the chamber? In the chamber, Probably. pull the magazine out. Probably, yeah. except all these actors are constantly ejecting whatever they've got in the chamber for no reason. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I, there might have been one. Maybe Tommy Lee Jones was prepared to take one bullet. <laughs> right, right. He, yeah, but it could have easily on. been put into Wesley Snipes before Tommy Lee Jones came in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe, Whatever. That, maybe that gun. Maybe that. I don't. know I'm not a gun expert, but maybe that gun only works with the clip in, and there's no. Maybe I don't know. And and by the way, those Glocks are super light. Like you, you would know instantly when someone handed you one oh, where they'd taken the magazine out. You'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like that's a super light gun. It would just be. There's just no way this works, but yeah. whatever. I had a super light gun with my Super Nintendo. Oh, yeah, the oh. super light gun. Ah, yeah, yeah. I love the super light gun. Old school retro <laughs> joke. Yeah, I like yeah. it. <laughs> Nicely done. All right, here's a clip. Uh, uh, guy to use the can. Hey, got to use the can. Yeah, he's got to use the can. He's got to get in there. Can implies enclosed. I agree. See, <laughs> I've never been on a prison plane or in a prison for that matter, so I didn't know if my intro made sense of a guy sitting down to pee. 
I would sense. think he would stand up to pee, but then he is on a plane too. I don't know how many turbulences going on. Well, I stand up and pee uh, when I'm on a plane. But that's interesting because Dunaway, or uh, sorry, Ibit just said you'd think of a can as an enclosed space. I've always yeah. thought the can they're referring to is the actual toilet of wherever. Is the toilet itself? Yeah. yeah. Right, yeah that that is. I think it totally is. Yeah. Okay. I'll make sure I'm not going crazy because that felt like a no, thing I've always saying. thought. I've I mean, never once thought any that. Anyone of us uh, Googling right now to see can? Whatever I have said out loud, I need to use the can. I have never actually thought, what about am I what talking about? What the can about? is? Yeah. yeah. I I always I've never that said that's... I need to use the can. Oh, you I've guys said are it. weird. I've said it. I've said I need I've... to use the can, but I Holy always... Have you said it. It, it was yeah. always... I'm, I'm on a prison plane. I refuse. I'm more <laughs> likely to say <laughs> I'm going to go hit the head. I knew you were going to say that because I hate that term the most. Oh, I do too. I'm yeah. going to go hit the head. What <laughs> are you talking about? Because it, the head of your penis? What are you? What are you doing in there? <laughs> it just, it's just the, it's the least offensive thing I can, I can. Think that sounds of like the, the most offensive. Really? Okay. All right. Hit the head. But that's you know, fine. Mm. I wonder what that means. What we all have mean? our pet peeves. What does right? it mean? Hit the head. What does it even mean? Yeah, we we the all have our the, we all have our pet peeves. For, and, and Brian Dunaway has all of our pet peeves. Yeah, all the That's pet right. peeves. What's he, wrong with that? He's pet peeve. I have. I yeah, peeve. Head is a nautical term for a, a toilet oh. for some reason. Okay. Yeah. Nautical head. I, probably because you're going to hit your head if you're not careful. <laughs> right. Man, that's weird. All right. Here's a, maybe that's what they did. Maybe they were like, "I'm going to go go to the bathroom," but lots of times they hit my head, so they just said. I'm, I'm okay. a moron. Moe hit the head. Is that well, it? I, right. I think I'm this guessing. guy had to go poo-poo, and here's why. I'm serious. I'm about to explode right here. I think that's why. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He needed, to, he needed to, or he was claiming that he needed to take a dump. Yeah, right. He get a poo, or he yes, the claim was poo. Is what I think. Uh, oh yeah, bananas. Bananas, plural. Oh yeah, bananas. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't. I do the New York Times crossword puzzle a lot, and I don't like that. I don't like that clue. Uh, was it split on ice? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that either. Yeah, yeah what wondered, does that mean? Because technically the bananas are around the ice cream and it, it yeah, it just, it fails. The New York Times never would allow that. No. That like who would, yeah, I thought of you when I saw that mm-hmm. and I went. <laughs> split with ice, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But even then it's ice cream isn't ice. No. Yeah. It's iced cream. Right. But that's the well, cream is the ice cream. Oh, I guess it's I thought they, it's, and I thought they said slip cream, on yeah. ice. Well, it's so literally called totally ice lost. ice cream, but I the idea right. is the but cream is, but the cream is iced to make it right. firm, yeah. Yeah, and the and it's the cream is the focus, not the ice ever. Mm-hmm. All right, here's captain sh- Oh, the captain said shit. Shit. All right, there's that. <laughs> and, and we, there was, we do need a good shit uh, sound clip. Yeah, and always. there was one F bomb in this movie which I uh Really appreciate it. there more than it was rated R, wasn't it? This movie, but it's not bananas split. Was this movie R? Why was it R if it was R? <laughs> Why was it R if it was R? That's yeah. a great question. I mean, it didn't. Oh no, a PG thirteen. You're right, and they got their one requisite PG uh, uh, swear in there. Oh, but I bomb. swear the previous yeah. one was. Uh, it was no, also PG thirteen. Both were PG thirteen. Really? Yep. Huh. Yep. That's what you do with sequels. I thought that was R. <laughs> or spinoffs spinoffs sometimes will do that as well uh hit, get your head up there jack off i haven't heard that that word in a while jack off been a while been a while but it seems like if you're gonna hear that you may as well hear it from tommy lee jones saying it yeah 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 here's the gumbo comment that chinese fellow laying dropped in some poor old boy's roof and into the bathtub looked like a big bowl of gumbo with a bunch of well, i get the picture sheriff with a bunch of what? Ribs, he was going to say? A bunch, a bunch of, of ribs gumbo. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't they show a photo of how the kid landed, though, and, and he was intact? Uh, I think they were looking no. at photos later on of the, 
the two guys that fell out of the plane, yeah, I thought. And, yeah. Oh. Well, then I don't think that looks like Gumbo at all. No. He no. looks like an intact human being. Great. Dead, but intact. Dead, but not Gumbo. Not Gumbo. <laughs> not gumbo. Not gumbo. <laughs> I'm dead, not Gumbo. <laughs> <laughs> put that put that on my gravestone please this, somebody there's some scrutiny right here yeah all right say the name of the last movie is this scene we got a fugitive yeah you had a fugitive but now you got a different movie uh make a perimeter 20 then that sounds good and uh now that should go in all directions now just like a big uh perimeter uh circle deal uh which could start somewhere near uh, uh <laughs> i love that guy I love the yokel who can't get his shit together. He was great. Did a good job. I, All right. I agree. Here's some uh, here's some Tommy Lee Jones at his best. Look, you know, no offense, but we actually work a lot faster. We don't have any uh, help. I like that. Mm-hmm. Any uh, help. Help. Yeah. Uh, his sissy pistol. Get yourself a Glock. Lose that nickel-plated sissy pistol. Sissy pistol. <laughs> sissy pistol. That's right. Sissy pistol. I like that. Uh, not having any fun here. I'm not having any fun here. You know how cranky I get when I don't have any fun. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I'm sorry. He, that's where he officially transitions to old man Marshall. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, yeah. He, like up, up until this point, first movie, this movie, he is getting there. He is approaching retirement, but that's the moment officially. He is now yeah. old man Marshall and he is old man the rest of the movie. I agree. Uh, Downey getting cuffed. XL 17, Korean. 22 caliber. He found it with his little flashlight. Hey. What the hell are you doing? Huh? Huh? What's going on? Huh? 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 All right. Say. Here's this again. I'm Iron Man. Oof. Oof. Spit. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. Um, I hate this sound. The sound of a, a, a fly uh, and then slapping it. I hate it. I hate it. It makes me. And the opening note of. A suicide is painless in yeah. the theme of MASH or something right there. Yeah, what was that? <laughs> what that was? Weird. Good call, though. Good, good ear. You're like Tommy Lee Jones trying to find out what the guy in the train station saying. Well, right, uh, exactly. I don't hear an elevator train. Play <laughs> it again. Uh, here's some cool gun sounds. Like, I actually thought this Foley work was good. Just impactful, man. Mm-hmm. That sounds just like... Oh, oh. Yeah, <laughs> was that was that him shooting snipes? Shooting at him at the, or um hmm, because it's shooting uh, an orchestra. It's when he <laughs> he was shooting at snipes who had just run away from Robert Downey Jr. in the fight out in the oh, oh yeah out in the swamps. Yeah, yeah I think so. Sense. Yeah, it just sounded good. It's just oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. All right, here's our little Empire Strikes Back moment. I love you. Yep, they straight oh. up did it. <laughs> I don't remember that part. That's I didn't weird. catch that either. Yeah. yeah. Straight up did it. Uh, a rat. A rat. All right. <laughs> a rat. <laughs> Got a rat. <laughs> a rat. Oh, I was hoping you would catch more of that clip because I think the full line was, we're we're going to New York. And what are, what are we, yeah, like, what's him. what's in New York? And he says, a rat. He says, a rat. And then yeah. I, want, I want to say, pizza rat, yeah, obviously. Pizza, pizza rat. rat is the mm-hmm. rat in New York. That is the correct uh, deal. Um, so a lot of times in these movies, I find these scenes where I'm always surprised that like, they left somebody, someone farted on set and they just leave it in because they weren't thinking. <laughs> I found one of those. So enjoy. Do I take it this visit is not to deliver our fugitive? Not with the horse shit you've been handing us. Excuse me. 
See, see, <laughs> I, I heard two there because the chair squeaking sounded like a fart. That's it what does a little bit or, or something. Yeah. yeah. Do I take it this visit is not? <laughs> That's true. I didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice. But it was nice of him to say, "Excuse me," at the end. You know? Yeah, it's very yeah, nice. I time. appreciated that. All right, I wrote these poor people. United States Deputy Marshal, ma'am, are you alone? Yes. These all these poor old folks. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm very sad about it too. Please come in, talk a while. United States Deputy Marshal Auctioneer. Yeah. <laughs> and Federal, Federal Express spokesman. That's amazing. All right, here's uh, a motion sickness moment. Tetralazine for motion sickness. For motion. Great. Who's going to clean all this up? Yeah, and pay for all the freaking Benadryl you knocked all over the floor, you a hole. All right, here's one for. Oh, this is a smack in the face. It's pretty good. I like wow. that a lot. Yeah. That's when he first uh, got grabbed by Downey. I don't remember. Mm-mm, don't do it. Mm-mm. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. All right. It's time for this film sack checklist here. Oh, I just knocked some more peanuts over. Uh, hold on a second. Here it is. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> the peanut saga lasts yeah. two episodes. <laughs> it's, oh, like, okay. it's like I, a two-week continuation, this story. Yeah. With the I heard the wrong word. I heard private parts. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. you heard penis. No, no, no. I did not yeah. knock my penis over again. Uh, I'll do it later. Uh, let's see. <laughs> film sack checklist. Uh, Wesley no. Snipes snipes because he did a little sniping, not a lot, but a little. Oh, sure. oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You can feel the sweat in the location shoot. Yes, that is true. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Ain't nobody want to see a dead guy in the shower? Check. Oh, that poor guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, all dead, shrumped up. I don't want to be that guy ever. No, if no. I have my, whenever I have my heart attack or whatever takes me out, I don't want it to be right. on the shitter or in the shower. It's going to be embarrassing no. no matter what. I just, I feel like the same thing. I'm like, uh, they're going to find my body. I just stop worried about it. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. Gonna, you know what? At that point, who's going to, who cares? Right? Yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. want my kids or my wife to have to deal with it, but you know. What do I care? I'll be dead. <laughs> that's a good point. All right, soundtrack, great. Oh, no, we got to do connection. Star Trek, there's more in this one, I think, right? Yeah, so, you know, this has largely the same cast as uh, last <laughs> week. So we we have uh, Daniel Roebuck again, you know, right? yeah, he's, yeah. he's Bobby Biggs. And and like I said uh, last week, he was in one episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. But we got, we got two big hits here that are new. Uh, so first, our director, Stuart Baird. He directed Star Trek Nemesis, yep. which uh, I think is a pretty good movie. I remember at the time Scott was felt a little let down. No, you got it wrong. Opposite. It's one of my favorites, and I think it's underrated. I love that movie. Okay. Very Nemesis good. Very good. I'm yeah. glad to hear that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Stuart, Baird, Stuart Baird also cast himself in Nemesis. He has a, a bit role as a computer voice mm-hmm. in Nemesis. Yeah. Uh, but our, gr- our biggest connection by far is the great Jerry Goldsmith. He... Uh, like he's got so many Star Trek uh, credits that I, I just want to stick with the the big ones where he composed the music for a film. He composed the music for Star Trek: The Motion Picture, for Part Five: The Final Frontier, for First Contact, and Insurrection, and Nemesis. And uh, he's just—I mean—he is the and TNG's sort of like, theme, which is famous. So yes, he's he's basically the most fundamental music composer for Star Trek. So yeah, uh, you know we, we're all up in this connection this yeah that's a good one this is a big one this week um <clears throat> serious yeah. for the record though for reals uh nemesis is rad and it's the first time you'll ever see tom hardy he's all skinny mm-hmm. um 
and uh, Worf, or sorry, uh, uh, Deanna Troy and uh, Riker get married in the first 10 minutes. That's cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. On a pirate ship, if I remember correctly. Yeah. The problem with this movie is it came out right the same weekend as one of the Lord of the Rings movies and it just got buried. But it's it's Uh, better than people remember. It's very good. All right. Uh, well, there's enough of that. Let's move on now to the uh, to the uh, soundtrack grading of an S for roughly the same as the last one. Although yeah. I will admit, Goldsmith's you know he's a master. He's good. He's good. And and I actually I would say this is better than the than the Fugitive. That's like one of the few ways that it's better. Uh, like I have two things for this whole movie. Tommy Lee Jones is even better in this movie than the first one, and Jerry Goldsmith does the music, and it's it's solid. This is a great score from beginning. Yeah, to end. and it's less TV ish, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that last week, as I recall oh, that whole week ago that we talked about. <laughs> That's what I recall. A week ago, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, let's get to the Twitter post. This is where you guys sum it up in 280 characters or less, and I think this week we'll start with Randy. U.S. Marshals. A kind of innocent man is on the run from a federal cop who's too old for this shit and has to deal with his even older and too older for this shitter older lady boss, but... <laughs> This time, the fugitive has a girlfriend, and all of their crimes are forgiven in time for the final kiss. Aww. 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 It's adorable. Brian Dunaway, take us out of the saccharine moment and give us something less adorable. <clears throat> U.S. Marshals, this franchise sequel spinoff is going down in flames. Quick, put your head between your knees and kiss your uh, circle deal goodbye. Righteous. <laughs> Very righteous. <laughs> circle deal. Circle, circle deal, deal. that hold on. How like they had to unlock and relock all of them at the same time. The yeah, yeah. that was the circle, that was kind of a by bummer. The, hanging upside by the down. Way, you in can't. the trivia, it is made very very clear that that is not realistic. Prisoners <laughs> are not to be not to be restrained on planes. That is like mm. a apparently a rule. Oh, in, is that yeah, true? In, I didn't make sense. Prisoner I mean, transport. That's because that's because most prisoners aren't Hannibal Lecter. Well, all right? How, right. That's the reason why we don't do it like that. How, but hold on right. a second. How how do you do it otherwise? You just they, they all mind their manners and just sit still and, Yeah, you got yeah. a gun. You got you you got a freaking yeah. What are they gonna do? Where are they gonna go? I just feels that, like you would wow. lock people in. I don't know why. Like at least but have you them handcuffed or something. Yeah. Yeah. Why? You don't do it, you don't put them when they're in prison. You don't have them walking around in handcuffs. Well no, they're because they're handcuffed as they're is their jail cell in, in the in space? Yeah, but where are they going? They're in a plane. Where are they going? Up front to take command of the thing and strangle a guard or I don't know other stuff, <laughs> mm-hmm. or kill each other, hurt each yeah. other. You know, why don't they just do that in the prisons? Elbow a window because they can't go to the warden and then steer the prison somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can't fly. They, they can't those? fly the prison into the platonic. So you're or thinking all prisoners are pilot get their pilot's license too? <laughs> sure, yeah. but they gotta go. I mean, what if they could break a window with an elbow and suck everybody out or something? Yeah, yeah have you ever tried to elbow? Yeah. Yeah, but if you're a big, tough prisoner, Lyle Zato-looking asshole, you could do it. Dunaway, <laughs> <laughs> what are you so uh, excited about right now? <laughs> it, it, I love getting... I haven't had Scott this route up in a long time. I know, it's, so been, a, it's been a bit. I enjoy it. Keep, keep it Not coming. since the great spinoff uh, sequel <laughs> debate of 20 minutes ago. That's right. All right. Uh, we got Brian Nibbett's Twitter post. Brian, take it away. U.S. Marshals, everything you loved about The Fugitive has been removed to make this film. <laughs> no. yeah. Perfect. Zing. kind of nailed it. Yeah. Don't just say film, say spinoff. Spinoff, spin-off. yes. Yeah, got to get the right words. I should right. have actually ended with that, yeah. Yeah, nicely done. Here's this. Oh, my gosh. It's the alternate titles. It was almost called Get Snipes Tax Evasion Edition or oh. 
whoa. Iron Man helps Harvey Dent do stuff. That's a that's oh. a pretty good title. I'd go with that. Yeah. Of course, in the end, he screwed him. But whatever. It's uh, anyway. Semantics. <laughs> Semantics. There's is Harvey correct. Dent. Uh, here's your emails for the week. Uh, one, in fact, from John. He is Kojak70 on Twitter, and he wrote in, says, long time caller, first time listener, or something like that. Went through your archives, and uh, and unless you sacked these movies between episodes 333 and 380, you haven't done them. <laughs> oh, okay. I love that there's like a, a memory gap that yep. will never, yeah. Yep, and he doesn't care if it's outside of his listening. It's We haven't done them. Anyway, first nomination is the sci-fi 1985 film Daryl. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. with all the dots. Yeah, with all the That'd dots. Awesome. It's got David S. Hubbins in it and a freaking SR-71. How cool is that? Okay, we haven't watched that, so so far you're good. Yeah, good job, David good job. S. Hubbins. <clears throat> yeah, next one is uh, Gotcha, an American comedy action uh, oh, movie oh, from also oh, 1985. It's uh, got Goose in it. Thank you, it seems, Edwards. Yeah, yeah. It did, yep. and it seems to recall watching, or he watched this fondly in the late 80s whenever it was on. And lastly... 1984 movie called Electric Dreams. Um, <laughs> yes. It's got Princess yes. Irulan from Dune, uh, Virginia Madsen. She's in everything. <laughs> yes. um, I love that he, he's been doing all the characters, and I think he meant David St. Hubbins instead of David S. Hubbins. Oh, yeah, I think, you're right. <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're right. Apparently, the rights for this movie were lost in contention for years, but now it's been released on Blu-ray and apparently on Prime. Look forward to your future episodes, John. Oh, and it's yeah. got an incredible soundtrack by uh, Giorgio Moroder and a uh, dude from uh, uh, Human League, oh. the theme song. It's a really good, really good score and a really horrible movie that mm. is perfect for film sack. <laughs> as, we've, as we've said before, 1984, the year, is perfect for film sack. Like, it's pretty much mm-hmm. anything. Maybe the best year, um, yeah. It's really good. Yeah, I've got it down. It's a, it's two bucks on Amazon Prime, and I I do always note these things. I just want to say, if you really really want to make a case for us uh, with a movie suggestion, join our Patreon. That is the like it is the best possible place. Yeah, we've to, all we to, pretty much stopped listening to other people. Yeah, not I mean no, I, we have others. We definitely get all, all kinds of suggestions <laughs> from all directions. I'm just saying, I look at that Patreon every day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, every it's single good to day hear what life. they have to say and, in there. I agree. They're they're yeah. good folks. Uh, real quick here, that movie. Oh yeah, you're right. You already said it was rentable, but not currently streaming on the service uh, yeah. as a as a free. Yeah, it's two bucks thing. Yeah, it's no big deal. That was always on HBO in the late '80s. By the way, when yeah, I don't remember this at all. Like no memory of it. Uh, so to watch it for free, it is Ted back to when you was a teenager at your mom's house on HBO. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Virginia Madsen's still Nailed around, it. right? She's still working. Yeah, there yeah. she is. Yeah. Okay. Well, good for her. Uh, well, good for her. <laughs> I'm glad she's working. Keep those uh, emails coming, by the way. We would love to hear more from you, like John. Be like John and send more in. If you have not yet done so, do check out that Patreon, as mentioned before, patreon.com slash filmsack. Get in there, and every week you'll get an ad-free experience, including bonus content every single week, a monthly bonus show, and more. Art in the mail, all sorts of stuff. Go check out and see what levels for you at patreon.com slash filmsack. Our next movie. I feel like we just did one of these, but it's but we didn't. <laughs> Transporter three is on the docket. We're finishing it it's, out. We we yeah, technically the last oh, one of these no. we're gonna see, right? Yes. Yeah, we're not like, seeing four. The, four is dumb. This is the end of our hot action movie summer, the last week of August, uh, last week of summer, and we're gonna watch Transporter Three. And we're gonna you know what? We're gonna love it, guys. I believe we're gonna love it. Really? really? I don't know if I believe that, but I'll I'll have yeah. faith in your belief and try to be there. And, and then, I uh, then you believe it. maybe my belief will be strengthened <laughs> by your belief. 
Uh, but whatever, it's a way to finish it out. We did the trilogy. It's all you can ask. So that's next week right here on FilmSack. In the meantime, FilmSack.com is your place to go. And uh, while you're at it, send us those emails, FilmSack at gmail.com, and find us on Twitter at FilmSack. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Yes, I am. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Regular or extra crispy. Yeah.